award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we are on location again at Cleveland State University. Uh, community college and we're happy to be here thankful they let us use their auditorium for today's show and uh, we have our first studio audience behind us some of the wildlife uh, uh, class guy, uh, guys here that study wildlife at Cleveland State so this is gonna be fun to uh, do this uh, Miss Mimi Barnes is helping me co-host so happy to be here thanks for lining this up fun and uh, we have Robert Brewer and Brian Lettner uh, Robert is a, a teacher here and Brian works for us and we're going to learn a lot about these guys today and have a fun conversation. I'm excited. I know. I say teacher, but whoo. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I do in my spare time. <laughs> well, um, well, let's start off just by asking them a little bit about themselves. Sure, and yeah. Robert, we'll start with you and Brian will end with you on that question. But uh, tell, us, tell us about yourself. Okay. Name's Robert Brewer. I'm an associate professor here at Cleveland State. Uh, also director of the Greg A. Vital Center for Natural Resources and Conservation here. I, I grew up loving to run the ridges, fishing the creeks, and I was outside all the time and uh, ended up at UT getting both a bachelor's and a master's degree in wildlife fisheries and ecology and evolutionary biology, and then took a, a, a broad turn, ended up in retail <laughs> and this, that, and the other. Retail? Uh, retail. I was a manager. <laughs> They let me in charge. They put me in charge of people. Do that. But uh, anyway, uh, I saw this job posting one day, and I, I, I applied for it and got it. And I thought, well, if they're crazy enough to hire me, I'm crazy enough to work there. <laughs> Going on 19 years later now, we have the only two-year forestry, wow. wildlife, and fisheries program in the state. And uh, one of the most active student chapters of wildlife society in the country. So... Uh, we're doing so, something right. That's some years here. I didn't know. I, I didn't know your longevity here. Yeah, that's yeah, great. I'm going on 19 years now. They're lucky to have you. Well, thank you, uh, Brian. I know you all over the place. It seems. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've worn many different hats with the agency. You have. Tell uh, us about yourself. Okay. Uh, I grew up in this area and uh, went to school at, at uh, University of Tennessee, and uh, came out of there and went to work for TVA for a few years, and then the uh, state came calling, and I started out as an as an officer in. Uh, uh, worked a couple of different counties, worked uh, Polk County and Ray County for about uh, about eight years, and then uh, moved over into the uh, boating division and, and worked as a uh, the district boating officer there for about three years, and then opportunity came open in the fishery side, so I worked over there for seven years as a manager here on Watts Bar, Nickajack, Chickamauga, and Parksville as a uh, manager there uh, doing data collection and uh, for that and using that data to turn around and uh, help make steer management decisions. And uh, the, the manager at Uchi recently retired and I was fortunate enough to, to be selected to uh, take his place. I've got some really big shoes to fill in that, <laughs> in that capacity, but uh, really looking forward to the challenge. And uh, along with Uchi, we've got uh, North Chickamauga uh, WMA and then a couple of two or three subunits on Chickamauga. And so uh, we've got a lot of irons in the fire, but uh, it's it's great. And yeah. I'm really excited. Talk about being with people that can multitask. Yeah, <laughs> done it all, hasn't he? Yeah, Brian and I grew up in the same town. Oh, uh, sure did. But uh, I've known Brian for a long time. He's, he's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. Talking about the drummer here, he's actually married to my bass player's sister. So it's, kinda, <laughs> it's a it small world. 
Um, you know, um, I see you all all over the place. Um, Brian, you and I were just together over Hiawassee Refuge. They were pulling out a pond liner. Robert, I see you all over the place. Um, you bring students to everything that we do, and we're so grateful, you know, that people are willing to step outside um, maybe what their normal duties are on one day just to uh, help our agency in different ways. Um, so, number one, thank you. Thanks for all that you do. Um, and, Brian, thank you for all that you do for the agency, not just on those WMAs, but everywhere. Um, Robert, tell us about some of the things that you're involved with uh, with TWRA and oh why goodness. why you bring students with you? Okay, uh, well, like I said, I got I got into this field because I love it, but then I ended up in retail now. Now I ended up in the education system, but that doesn't mean I don't want to do it. And <laughs> also, I saw how much it helped me when I was in school as an undergraduate to get out and work in the field, work with agency personnel, work with graduate students doing work. But I didn't get to do that till I was junior. So I wanted to give that opportunity to these students as freshmen and sophomores since mm-hmm. we're a two year school. Well. And also, it keeps me young. It keeps me busy. Uh, and I always say, when they can outrun me one day, then I might quit. But they can't outrun me now. But uh, no, I just love doing the work, and I love working with agency personnel. And when I when I look at the agency, a lot of them are classmates of mine. So it's great mm. to go back and work with those people I went to school with too. So I'd, anything you all will let us do, we'll be out doing it. Yeah, I've I've shared earlier. You know, you're like family to us. We <laughs> see you everywhere, and we get to know the students that you bring along. Um, they hopefully learn something from us. They see our love for what we do too. Um, tell us about the program here at Cleveland State. Okay, like I said, we're the only two-year forestry, wildlife, and fisheries program in the state, and we have a student chapter of the Wildlife Society. We're the only two-year school in Tennessee that has one of those, and uh, it really started as an official program about six years ago. And it went from four students at that time to about 76 students now. And uh, we have students that leave here and they go to UTK, they go to Tennessee Tech, uh, they go to Abraham Baldwin Mm. down in South Georgia, Mm. uh, UT Martin, they go all over the place. And it's been going long enough now that some of these students have actually finished graduate degrees. I've had them working as far away (laughs) as Alaska and Florida in the field. And uh, actually our new Polk County officer right here is an alumni of Cleveland State. So, uh, but we offer, you know, not just the coursework. We, we also have the Wildlife Society, which all these students participate in to get all kinds of volunteer hours in and to get all kinds of experience. So when they leave here, they don't just leave with a degree, they leave with a lot of experience. And then we also um, uh, co-founded the SWAP program, the Student Wildlands Adventure program with uh, Daryl Ratajak, and that has really grown. And uh, That's a cool program. I haven't told you what we're doing this year, have I? <laughs> This year, we didn't get that we didn't bring students from out west to Tennessee mm-hmm. this year. So instead of skipping them a year and us traveling, we said, "Why don't we take the students from the west and take the students from Tennessee and let's all of us go to Yellowstone for a week?" Oh wow! Wow! And so That's great. We're, we're lining up the biologists in that area now uh, to come and lead the field trips for those students so they get to learn about places they may not get to go on their own That's and do things they won't. But phenomenal. So all that is housed here under the Vital Center, the Greg A. Vital Center for Natural Resource Conservation, along with our ag program, and I'm, I'm director of all that. Just and people can find you online. If they have questions, they can reach out through um, through the website. They can reach us through Cleveland State's website and go into the STEM majors, and you'll find the Forest Wildlife Fisheries Program. We have two Facebook pages. We have a uh, – it's – uh, the Wildlife Society dash Cleveland State Student Chapter. Then we have a Student Wildlands Adventure Program Facebook page, and they can go on there and they can follow everything we're doing. Wow, 
So uh, the two of you haven't worked together yet, but now that you're on the wildlife side of things, on the WMAs, then uh, I could see you two connect in here before too long. Oh, definitely. It's, it's coming up real soon. <laughs> I'm sure you could use some volunteers, right? Yeah. Um, so, so, Brian, you're new on those uh, WMAs, and like you said, you had big shoes to fill, but you'll you'll make your own path, and, uh, and we'll all be proud of you for it. Um, tell us some of the things that you're doing on the WMAs right now and what, what folks might not know about Uchi uh, or North Chick. Yeah, we're uh, really excited about a lot of the things we're go- we've got planned. Uh, one of the main things that we've got going coming that we're looking forward to is uh, is burning. We uh, have got a lot of early successional uh, oak savanna habitat that we're really trying to uh, manage for small game. Mm. And uh, when you do that, not only does it benefit small game, but it also benefits the the big game, uh, the turkey, and uh, stuff like pollinators and neotropical migrant songbirds. You know, utilize cool. those areas mm. as well. So uh, you know, it seems to be when you when you help one thing, it just you know it's got a snowball effect. So uh, you know, Mother Nature, you know, if she she lets us we're going to try to burn this fall uh, if it's dry enough so we've got uh, about two or three hundred acres burning uh, that we need to get accomplished and also we're looking at uh, a small area getting started uh, early next year uh, a pine stand that's a uh, 15 20 years old that we're, we're planning on uh, thinning that and getting that started as a pine savanna as well so oh, we're looking wow. at some some uh, some habitat expansion work in the near future what are some things awesome. folks don't know about those areas uh, well, I'll tell you, uh, you know, Uchi is known on the, on the eastern side of the state as, as a big deer area. But, uh, you know, really, you know, there's a lot of things that, that go into that that, uh, that folks don't realize. Is, you know, it's a waterfowl refuge, and we're one of the few waterfowl refuges on this side of the state. And so we've got two, three hundred acres that, that we manage intensively for, for uh, waterfowl habitat for those migrating birds that come through. Yeah, yeah growing up, I was going to say, growing up, I, I, it's just down the road from me, really, where I grew up. But I had private land to hunt. And I never got out to UT, but there's a lot of opportunity there. There's a lot, sure enough. You know, we've got 2,500 acres there at UT, and uh, it's just a, it's a special place. We've got three different habitat types there with the forest habitat, uh, the grassland habitat, and the wetland habitat. So it's, you know, you've got your hands full mm-hmm. at at the same time you know it's one of the unique areas where you get to do all three hmm. and many places you know aren't like that it's just a special place and i'm i'm really excited to be able to to get some work done got a good crew down there oh too. sure do yeah the best <laughs> yeah robert uh and i crossed paths i think the last time was at uh, prentice cooper you were down there with students and uh, and we just happened to be doing our wildland fire certification so if you need line dug there we go. <laughs> Strong backs. There you go. I think it's so. I think it's awesome that that kids, freshmen, sophomores can can uh, jump in and volunteer this early because they always say, "Yes, somebody. How do I get involved? How do I get involved?" And it's volunteering and putting your face in front of everybody, you know. And that's how people, you know, get into those positions because it's a tough. It's tough to get in the agency. There's not as many positions that open up, and, and the more your face is there, the better. And, and it's all about experience as well. And yeah. When, and when people are reviewing resumes, reviewing applications, they're looking, what can you do? And a lot of those things they want you to be able to do, we don't teach in the classroom. Nobody teaches mm. in the classroom. Um, but it's not just that. It's just how do you get that experience? Well, yeah, you can volunteer. We also have internships here. Mm. And those interns that I hire work for the U.S. Forest Service, and uh, they gain 
certifications with that. One of them being wildland fire certification. I include wildland fire certification in my intro to FWF class now. And uh, so that's something they can put on a resume. Mm. And actually, they can get a job just doing that if they want to. I had a student that had that certification, graduated from me, getting ready to start at UT, spent the summer in South Dakota on a wildland fire crew. That's very Made, cool. He traveled all over the West. So mm. it's, it's all about those things outside the classroom that make us special in that way. Mm. It's, uh, and they're just fun. It's just fun to do. <laughs> so I know a little bit about both of you, but in your spare time, you know, obviously you love what you do for a living and you're very involved, but in your spare time, what would you be out there doing, Brian? Uh, today, uh, it's a little windy outside, but uh, <laughs> uh, the family's really gotten into kayaking. At, and, you know, I know mm-hmm. previous guests, you know, you guys have talked about that. And that's one of the things that we really enjoy doing as a family activity now is we're getting out and getting adventurous and uh, checking out some new waters and things of that nature. Very cool. And it's still a good time to do that. The temperatures are, it's a little cooler, but it's still a, a good cooler. time to be fishing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Robert, I know uh, I know your kids are fantastic. I say kids; they're not anymore. They're adults. <laughs> they're adults but yeah. but I, I know your kids. Um, yeah, my my daughter really loves to deer hunt, so we'll be spending a lot more time deer hunting. My son loves to fish and to waterfowl hunt. So at that last the uh, inter or last wildcast, the gentleman with the creek fishing. He wanted to know immediately who it was, and he's going to watch it, and he'll be out there creaking and all, all kind of stuff. But he likes to waterfowl hunt, too. He doesn't like to sit still. So we're deer hunting, going some duck hunts, fishing. I uh, used to hike a lot. My wife said no more of that. She, her legs aren't long enough to keep up with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, I, I love to be outdoors. Uh, my mother makes fun of me. I cannot sit still. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I've got to be doing something. So mm-hmm. There's a lot to do out there. Right. <laughs> a lot to do. Well, we've touched on, on Uchi, but tell us about the North Chick, too. Brian, what's going on there? Okay. Or yeah. North Chickamauga, I guess. Yeah, yeah we yeah, say we, North Chick and we, yeah, <laughs> it's North Chickamauga. Yeah, people's going to say, where's that? Is that <laughs> a little subunit? But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've got uh, this time of year, we're getting geared up and getting ready for small game seasons. No squirrel seasons underway. Uh, we've got bow hunting going on down there. Uh, it's a bow hunting, bow hunting areas only down there because it's okay. kind of an urban environment and mm-hmm. it's kind of spread out into smaller subunits. But uh, uh, our our guys are down there right now working real hard, getting the areas ready. Uh, the early successional habitat, we're, we're maintaining that and uh, getting it ready for, for folks to small game hunt. And we do have some waterfowl areas down there, too, along that North Chickamauga Creek going up into Soddy Daisy. So uh, those areas, were, you know, should be good if the ducks come. Hmm. So those are, hmm. you know, and those are some some gym little places that a lot of folks don't know about. But if you get on that map and look, there's two or three little areas there, and you can get in there and have a really good time. Yeah, we mentioned it on the last show, but uh, the interactive map on our website, mm-hmm. tmylife.org, just go there and, uh, you know, you can zoom in on these properties and see, you know, what all is available and click regulations and, and see what kind of seasons are open and that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we always tell folks, reach out to us. Um, you know, they can reach any of us mm-hmm. uh, to ask what's going on, if there's any special licensing or that kind of thing, quota hunts. Definitely. One one major problem that we're, we're facing down there is invasive species. And, you know, lots of times when you say that word, you're thinking about, uh, uh, you know, the, the Asian carp. They're jumping right. out and hitting folks. <laughs> but the invasive species that I'm, I'm having to deal with now are Bradford pears. Oh, wow. And so, uh, you know, they're spreading like wildfire fire mm-hmm. because, you know, the... 
we're in neighborhoods down there, adjoining neighborhoods, and a lot of folks have those as ornamental trees. And, you know, when they pollinate, they don't care where they go. And so it's a constant battle with those and privet. Wow. Uh, there's another invasive species type tree of heaven that we're, you know, and it's just, it's an ongoing thing. And in that urban environment, normally would we would use prescribed fire, like Robert was talking about, but it's hard to get that accomplished in there. There's just so many safety concerns that, uh, you know, we're just kind of having to do it the old-fashioned way and use a tractor and bush hog. So uh, it's it can get tedious at times, but, uh, you know, we're we're fighting the good fight. <laughs> well, you talk about an urban area. Tell, tell us where that is exactly. Uh, it's in Hickson. If you'll look, okay. uh, we've got several areas right along. The state was managed to, to pick up about uh, another 2,500 acres down there along that North Chickamauga Creek corridor uh, through Hickson and Soddy Daisy. Gotcha. So we've got several tracts of land right on the creek. Yeah, why is that so important? Oh, man, it's a great <laughs> because loss of hunting opportunities for folks. You know, we still have a lot of folks in that area that enjoy the outdoors. And this is some of those areas that are close to home that provides them opportunity to go out and enjoy and, and have, you know, maintain those hunting traditions. It sounds like a, some good fishing access too, maybe. It sure is. I actually had a guy call a couple of weeks ago and wanted to know if he could, you know, come through there and fish. I said, absolutely. Come on. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Beautiful uh, area too. Yeah. What kind of permits would be required to, to access that property if you're fishing? Would you need a, a WMA permit to get... Actually, you wouldn't to fish, but okay. if you were going down there to hunt, you would need your, your WMA permits for yeah. that. Okay. Cool. Yeah, people are always asking, what do I need to go on this property or that property? So yep. it's always good to check your guide. Yep, check the guide. Uh, you know, there's certain uh, permits you need to access WMAs, and sometimes, yeah, you may not need it to go fishing, but right. you need it to be hunting and things. So mm -hmm. always check your guide, tmwildlife.org, for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a beautiful area, though. Both of them are, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Robert, tell us some more about what's going on here at Cleveland State with your program. What are you getting into? Okay. I mean, I... Uh, the one that ties into what he was just talking about is we started something new this year. We partnered with Delta Waterfowl, and TWRA also partnered with Delta Waterfowl for Delta Hunting University. So I have a group of students who have never hunted before or have hunted very little that we applied for crane permits. Some of them drew, some of them did not. But either way, those drew crane permits, they're setting them up with a guide to take them on a crane hunt, right. uh, helping cover the cost of licenses and everything like that. So it really shouldn't cost the students much. Uh, Going to supply them with every, all their equipment and everything. Awesome. Those that didn't draw a permit, we'll do a duck hunt. And they have mentors for that as well. Uh, that's something we're working with. And that season's coming up pretty quick. So mm -hmm. we're going to be moving on that. But that's just one thing we've started here recently because, you know, if you're going into this field, even if you don't hunter fish now you should understand you're working with hunters and fishermen you mm -hmm. should understand what it's all about even if you don't pursue it after that so we're trying to give them that opportunity the swap program um the the volunteering we're really kicking off right now we mm -hmm. did the hunt for warriors enterprise south yeah. last month yeah this weekend we'll be doing the open day of muzzleloader and at four checking or three checking stations around then we'll have an open day gun in december we have the hunt for warriors at fall creek falls we'll be working all of those um trying to think what else we have going on we what what's breaking my heart is we usually do crane <laughs> festival well that was going to be my yeah, next question yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know mimi <laughs> loves the help that she gets from you on that mm -hmm, and for sure well, tell us how y'all work together uh i'm fortunate you know in my position with the state i get i travel 24 counties and that's how robert and i met at one of the hunts and um, he had a students there they help gut deer and pull deer out of the woods and um are just helpful i mean mm -hmm. they they literally the students line up to help us with everything they they jump to it um, when we need help. 
Um, that's why I say thanks so much. But um, that's how we originally um, met. And uh, I oversee the Sandhill Crane Festival, which unfortunately was canceled for this year due to COVID. Reached out to Robert to let him know. But um, his students are there and they help in multiple capacities over that weekend. Uh, they're helping with bird identification. Um, they're in the children's room to help mm. kids with crafts. Um, I mean, they, they help us move everything there's a lot of setup for yeah. that event and they help us move everything um to and from <laughs> and it, it, it draws alumni and my family i mean my whole family goes down for it. they look forward to that every year then i have alumni that have already graduated like hey can i come back can i bring my kids and all that so they that that it's really grown i have no trouble getting help for that event. everybody <laughs> loves it yeah i think we even had one student dressed up in a crane <laughs> they did crane costume. oh yeah last year yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right yes yes oh, that's great that's great i mean that's a a huge draw for this area for for sure i mean everybody mm -hmm. loves to go watch the cranes and, and enjoy the festival and mm -hmm. get involved with all that kind of stuff and this year like you said, because of COVID, we can't do it. What What's coming down the pike this year? You want to kind of give everybody an idea of what's going to happen? Yeah, unfortunately, we can't be together, you know, and socially distance, but we are going to do some online things. We have great partners um, for that festival, such as um, the International Crane Foundation, mm -hmm. um, and they're joining us, the American Eagle Foundation. I mean, such great support throughout um, that weekend and more. So we'll be doing some online presentations. Virtual. Um, some virtual presentations <laughs> Uh, are coming up that weekend. We'll probably go live from the refuge and a few other places that we know cranes are sitting down. That'll be fun. Um, we really encourage folks to look at ebergs or Tennessee birding trails. Uh, look at that Tennessee birding trail and see where those birds are dropping down um, and go just, again, this is a time we can be outside. Just go get outside. Um, mm -hmm. If you're a hunter, you're, you're watching for cranes, but if you're a bird watcher, you're watching for cranes and all the other, uh, the migrant birds that are coming through um, golden eagles for example yeah um so we see a lot more than just cranes every year at oh, the yeah. festival on the refuge so um folks are still invited to the refuge but there's a lot of other places they can go to bird watch that was gonna be my, uh, one of my questions uh, can they go to the refuge and watch birds even though the festival's not happening? Uh, the gazebo viewing area will be open. Of course, we want to maintain social distancing Definitely. and all the CDC requirements. But um, but if folks go to Tennessee Birding Trails, they can find out what's being seen across the state. Mm -hmm. um, and and they might not have to go so far from home um, to see these great birds. They might be able to see them out there, you know, in their own county. Yeah. I know. We're in the yeah. crane zone here. so <laughs> Yeah, growing up in this area, we had cranes in our in our pasture fields all the time you it's know. called the crane zone for a reason yeah. and, and um, brian you said something that made me laugh you talked about if the ducks show up and we always remind folks like oh if we could only <laughs> if we could only control the weather yeah. and birds um we'd be in good shape but uh, i heard my first crane yesterday oh, Did you? So i haven't heard here. it yet so I've you want to let everybody know what day it is, November 2nd. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching this show. It's probably a little bit later than we, than we recorded it. But, yeah, so birds are already flying over. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and we are in that crane zone, um, Robert. You mentioned, you know, it's a it's a great place, but you ha you have to be drawn for the hunts, right. and um, and there are statewide mm -hmm. tags. But um, keep an eye on the regulations. Know where you're hunting. Um, reach out to us if you have questions. Yeah, uh, definitely. .org and check uh, check the hunting guide. Check that. <laughs> Anything, Brian, that you would add that um, people should know if they're visiting those two locations. Um, any any common uh, questions that you get that you might want to cover there 
Uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, when you come to these areas, cranes aren't going to be the only, you know, birds that are that are going to be there. That's going to be neat to see. You know, uh, there's also going to be some whooping cranes from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a population now of white pelicans. Uh, you can see those on the Hiawassee Refuge. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you drive across the Highway 58 bridge, if you want to get mm-hmm. on Google Maps and check that out, lots of times you're going to see them loafing out on those mud flats once the water's down, and that's a really neat sight. Those birds have just been coming in the last five to ten years. So it's a big, uh, east, big animal too. Yeah, they're they're really big, and you you're just looking like what is that? You know, <laughs> and they're just really huge and they're really neat. And you would not ever think that pelicans would be in East Tennessee, but <laughs> here they are. You know, we're not in Florida or we're not in Texas, but we've we've got pelicans now. And uh, you know, like you said, we've got golden eagles, bald eagles. You know, you never know what you're going to see. So I urge mm-hmm. folks to get out and look. And, uh, you know, uh, buy a field guide, check it out, and and Mm. start learning some birds. Those are really neat. Uh, Do you ever have folks just come to Wildlife Watch down on Uchi? Oh, yes. And right now we've got uh, some uh, neotropical migrant songbirds coming through, lost species of warblers, and uh, just everything is coming through right now. As a matter of fact, uh, I keep my office door open because I've got a grove of trees out by my office. Mm. And, you know, of the mornings, 9, 10 o'clock, there will be 15, 20 different species. And, uh, you know, when you're going through emails and phone calls, it's kind of a nice break. <laughs> you know, um, that's one thing we should mention. You know, all, all of us are hunters and anglers, but mm-hmm. we're also wildlife watchers. Yeah. And yes. if, if you look in the hunting guide, you can find those places. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And our website, too. I mean, it's... Yeah, on the maps page. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of places to go view. If you go to our wildlife section and start looking at our birds, it'll tell you some good places to go see these different birds, too. Yeah. So, um, Before our time ends, uh, Robert, if folks are interested in the program, it, what, would the, what would be the first thing that you would encourage people to do? I can give you contact information for me. Uh, check our website, the Cleveland State Community College website. Um, they can email me directly um, through that website. Go on, check us out on Facebook. Uh, if you follow along with Tennessee Wildlife Federation at all, you see that I won a little award there this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Community Colleges of Appalachia recognized us this year as the Outstanding Structural Program for the Appalachian region as well. Uh, so we've been in the news. If you, if you Google search us, you're going to find tons and tons of stuff about us. But uh, if they're... Can I give them my email? Sure. sure. Uh, if they want to get directly in touch with me, it's rbrewer, B-R-E-W-E-R, at clevelandstatecc.edu. And I, it's right here on my hip all the time. I think I only have like 3,000 unread ones right now, but I'll get to you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I'm pretty quick to, to respond to emails. But if there's anybody out there that's thinking about going into this field, and um, they can ask people with the Forest Service, Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, Tennessee State Parks, we're the place to start. Mm-hmm. You can start here for free your first two years. Get your first two years free. Get all mm-hmm. kinds of, of experience. Uh, I'm not going to kid you. It can be tough. Mm-hmm. But you'll find that out in your first year, not your junior year. <laughs> so. Well, and and they, it's better to find out if it's for you up front Absolutely. than it is to go four years and <laughs> decide you might want to 
be a librarian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's a big jump. <laughs> you read about animals. Oh, okay, that's right. <laughs> uh, Brian, any tips that you want to give these students behind us? Man, I'll tell you what, Robert is on the right track here. I wish they would have had that when I was going through school. Uh, like he said, it was a, I was a senior in college before I got to do any of the things that, that they're getting to do here. Yeah. And it's just it's wonderful and it's glad to see, you know, I'm glad to see these local guys really getting an opportunity to get some hands-on experience before you get into those upper level areas and, th- and things. And I look forward to working with those guys some, uh, this hunting season and uh, really, you know, getting their hands dirty. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you both. Yeah. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. Yeah, thank Thank y'all. And uh, thank you, Cleveland State, for letting us uh, be here and use the facilities. Uh, But anyway, thank you all for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.